Good morning! So I'm back and I'm already about talking to you about chocolate today. So no surprises. But actually for me, there was a massive chocolate surprise this week. And I'll be telling you more about that shortly. And besides that, uh, it actually adds on to the original topic of this, this podcast. I promised earlier this week that I would talk about hot chocolate today with fall approaching and people wanting to stay inside and enjoying something sweet and also something warm. I promised that I would talk about the history of hot chocolate, which is actually the biggest part of chocolate history. So that's the main theme of today's podcast. And some of you might also remember that I said that I was going to Paris. So if you're anywhere close to the the chocolate world, you would know that this is actually the week when I would have wanted to be in Paris. Because right now the Paris Chocolate Festival is happening, Salon de Chocolat. And of course, you're right. I would have loved to be there. Um, I see posts happening all over my social media with all of these amazing things happening at the festival from chocolate makers from all over the world to pastry chefs creating amazing, talking about amazing creation, uh, both size-wise and flavor-wise and with different decors and beautiful techniques. So yes, I'm a little bit frustrated with the fact that I'm going to Paris very, very soon, but I'm not there this weekend. Uh, So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give you insight in all of the amazing things happening there, uh, since I'm just getting second-hand information. But we all know that social media is pretty great. So instead of me telling you about it, if you're curious to see what's going on, just look it up. Instagram, Facebook, their website, Salon de Chocolat. Lots and lots of things happening, I can assure you. But I'm going to get back to this amazing history that I want to share with you. The history of hot chocolate, which is the history of chocolate because chocolate was originally a drink the chocolate bar as we know it today is very recent invention compared to the long history of drinking chocolate and this is where it gets exciting at least for me someone super super nerdy Uh, but I hope you will think it's interesting as well because I woke up to amazing news earlier this week where I've been convinced that chocolate and uh, their drink was originally from Mesoamerica that means southern Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras and uh, this region of the world and of course for me I took a little bit of pride, pride in this having my close uh, connection to Mexico And I wake up with this popping news that, what? Chocolate is actually dated 
1,500 years earlier than previously known in what we today call Ecuador. So for me, it's like mind-blowing news. I've heard people argue before that, no, no, it's not Mesoamerica, it is Ecuador that is where chocolate originates. This might be because you can find the, the biggest variety of genetics in cocoa trees in Ecuador's, uh, in the upper uh, Amazon region. So this is where a scientist has been pretty sure that the cocoa tree originates from. But there's been no proof so far that they actually consumed the cacao. And now it is here. So the earlier, the oldest evidence found was 3,100 years uh, old. And it was a pottery vessel from Honduras. And now there's one that's 5,300 years old from this... Um, excavation uh, in in um, in in Ecuador of course uh, so the scientists that were doing the archaeological research saw that some of these pottery vessels looked very similar similar to the ones that we know were used to to have the cocoa drink by the Mayans and Olmecs in the Mesopotamia Mesoamerican region and then these uh, scientists decided to, to look for traces of cacao in these vessels, which hadn't been done before. And there you go. You could find DNA traces that show that this, these pottery vessels actually did contain cacao. 1,900 years BC. So I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, beautiful history. And uh, no, I'm sorry. I did <laughs> that. Everyone who's doing math that did not add up to five five thousand three hundred years. So now it is five thousand three hundred years. The Mayans and the Olmecs. I'm making this so complicated, aren't I? I'm sorry. The Mayans and the Olmecs. This is the Mesoamerican region. They are dated back to. 1900 BC but now it's 1500 years older amazing history is amazing and the chocolate history is extraordinary so I'm not going to go into all the details I'm already giving you plenty of detailed information this and that uh, me being super nerdy so now you might actually want to know a little bit of hot chocolate and the hot chocolate, as we drink it, everyone likes it all frothy, creamy, heavy. And that's not really how it used to be drunk. Because most of you would say that to create hot chocolate, you want whipped cream or you want milk. Uh, if you don't use milk, you might use oat milk, cocoa milk and whatnot. But the Mayans and the Olmecs, and for this large part of history, there was no milk. But they still had frothy drink. Quite interesting to me, because the, the cacao, it contains fat. And from fat, you can create creaminess and frothiness. 
And that's what they did without adding any dairy products because that, was, that wasn't part of the, the gastronomy. Instead, they used water and they mixed it with the cocoa beans. It was a very, very slow process where they heated after roasting and the process of getting flavor to the beans. They uh, grounded the beans to a paste on, um, it's called a metate, metete, <laughs> and it's a different, it's not pottery, it's a type of rock, and you heated it from underneath, and you were slowly grinding this into a mass that you could then mix with water and spices to create a drink, and to create this frothy, foamy mess on top, which was considered the most the most delicate and the most ex exclusive part of the hot chocolate. You would pour the drink from heights, a very advanced technique that I've never tried, but I've seen it. And you would pour it so that you'd create this foam. And of course, this technique was very time consuming. So when this started to get more popular, when the Spanish came to Mesoamerica, some different part of history altogether. But in the 16th century, chocolate as a drink was becoming more and more popular and to create an easier way to get, uh, make the froth, you would use something that's called a molinillo. I will add a picture uh, onto uh, the, the Instagram so you will see what I'm talking about. This uh, wooden stick it was a way of beating the water-based chocolate drink to create the froth. So obviously that made something completely different altogether. So history is pretty amazing yet again. We have both the long history that it, it, this drink has been made for so many years and the fact that it's changed. But as I said, we consider it a milk-based product and that's only been around for about 200 years. So we've got a long way to go to see what, um, what chocolate can actually develop into. And I think it's important to, to think about the history whenever we, we consume, some, consume something and uh, that we don't make it too, uh, this is the way it should be, especially when people talk about it's always been done like this and it might actually not be true. So try, try, try your way and uh, experiment with milk, with dairy free stuff, with water when you make your hot chocolate. The most important thing is that you like it. And uh, another little um, curious uh, thought to be considered is that there was no sugar. In Mesoamerica, I'm sure also in Ecuador, there was no sugar added to this drink. So the cacao drink, the chocolate drink, was sugar-free. They used different kinds of spices and that was it. We've also found, we've, I include myself, and there's also traces and a lot of historical, cultural, heritage with corn and other 
more powerful flavor ingredients in these chocolate drinks and of course that could also add, add sweetness but no sugar. That came later with the Spanish as well in the history. I promise I will add some actual uh, hints and ideas of how to make an awesome hot chocolate in different varieties later on uh, because I'm sure you want to move on with your day. But if you want to have a hot chocolate today or this weekend, I would highly recommend you to, step one, use a chocolate that you really, really like, since that is the flavor that your hot chocolate's going to get. And my second recommendation is that you heat up uh, just a part of the, the liquid that you want to use and mix the chocolate in that so that you have a really creamy texture. Preferably use um, a cream or um, coconut oil so you get the, the fatty base and mix that well with the chocolate. And then on you add more and more of the liquid. But make sure that the chocolate melts really well first. Otherwise you will end up with tiny pieces of chocolate that doesn't blend perfect. And so if you want to get a really smooth chocolate, that's my recommendation for you today. Um, I know this was a little bit nerdy and confusing history. Uh, if you want any clarifications, you send us a message and I'll, I'll answer your questions or doubts. So have a lovely day, everyone. Drink a lot of chocolate. Bye.